With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle, and this is Afterburner. Well, for more than three years now, the man who entered the White House on a wave of hope and change has brought change with him, all right? Change in the form of economic chaos, incompetence, arrogance, and contempt for this country, its people, its allies, and its system of government. There is a wide and growing sense of despair in America today, a cloud of dismay that makes Jimmy Carter's malaise of the late 70s look like an utterly joyous romp in the park. So, where do we start with these merchants of despair? How about with David Axelrod, whose governing philosophy is pretty simple. Don't let a crisis go to waste. The man who brought the filthy, corrupt, arm-twisting politics of Southside Chicago to Main Street, USA. A cynical, mean-spirited opportunist who knows that there's no path to victory for this president by running on his own record. And so time and time again reverts to race and class warfare. You know, the fat cats, the one percenters, evil bankers, racist tea partiers, the rich that don't pay their fair share. All of it. It's classic agitprop. It's Saul Alinsky Frankfurt School tactics, and it has set a tone that has turned this country into a tribal battlefield and turned the president that should have been above all of this into the most divisive, petty, partisan hack that this republic has ever seen. Or what about Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner, a man who is either too stupid or too clever to pay his taxes on time, being placed in effective control of the world's largest economy. Tim Geithner, who was confronted by Paul Ryan about the non-trivial fact that using his own White House numbers, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office concluded that the U.S. economy will cease to function by 2027, that's 15 years from now, because of the horrendous deficits that this administration continues to incur. He didn't deny it. He admitted they have no plans to do anything about it and could only state with certainty to Representative Ryan that while the Obama administration has no plan whatsoever, to avert the utter collapse of the U.S. economy, the one thing the people without a plan could agree on was that they didn't like Ryan's. Or shall we take Nancy Pelosi, who when asked where the constitutional authority was to make Americans buy something they didn't want, simply replied, you can't be serious. Nancy Pelosi, who when asked about the specific details of the most sweeping, costly, complex, and ruinous legislation in American history, replied blindly that we'd have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Or Harry Reid who for three years now, three years, has simply chosen not to fulfill the most basic routine function of the United States Senate that would be passing a budget. Why? That's none of your business. Or Eric Holder, who called Americans a nation of cowards on the issue of race after we elected a black man to the most powerful office in the history of the world. The man who said we must brainwash Americans against our right to self-defense and whose strategy to do so I am utterly convinced was to create the case that did not exist before, namely putting American guns in the hands of Mexican drug cartels to suppress American gun rights, American agents, and hundreds if not thousands of innocent Mexican civilians are dead because of this man's judgment. The same man that wanted to try Khalid Sheikh Mohammed in downtown Manhattan. The same man that refused to prosecute Black Panther voter intimidation because he refuses to prosecute, quote, my people, unquote. We're all your people, Mr. Attorney General. The Black Panthers have put a bounty on an American citizen whose innocence was so compelling that the police didn't even press charges. We despair in America today because we now know how the law will be enforced in this country. It will be enforced racially. See, I'm not a coward, Mr. Attorney General, and you, sir, are the worst individual to ever hold that office. And what about the light worker? You know, the one, the messiah 
the man who told us he would stop the rise of the oceans, the man who can't finish a sentence without comparing himself to Lincoln or FDR, JFK, Jesus, Charlemagne, or Optimus Prime, the narcissist who wrote two autobiographies before he was 45, the man who named his new dog Bo, not B-E-A-U, but B-O for Barack Obama, the man who's just rebranded the millennial generation as Gen 44, honoring an entire cohort in his own image. The man who claims his mother died because she couldn't afford health insurance, even though she actually had it. The man from a family on food stamps who nevertheless somehow managed to go to Columbia and Harvard. The man who edited the Harvard Law Review and never, you know, actually wrote a law review. The man whose college transcripts are completely sealed. The man who refused to present his long-form birth certificate to the American people until two years after his election. The man whose political career got started in the living room of self-confessed domestic terrorist bomber, Bill Ayers. The man who got a sweetheart deal on a house from convicted felon Tony Resco. The man who won his first election by managing the release of the sealed divorce records of his opponent. The man whose privileged wife said she'd never been proud of her country in her entire life until his presidential bid. The man who sat through Reverend Wright's hate-filled, racist, anti-American sermons for 20 years. That's a thousand Sundays without finding anything odious or repellent. The man who apologizes to our mortal enemies and insults and sells out our longtime allies. The man who signed the National Defense Authorization Act, granting the government the power to detain American citizens without trial or even charges indefinitely, and who has the audacity to complain that he would have liked more protections for our rights when he personally demanded that language like that be removed before the bill got to his desk. The man who cancels oil pipelines and drilling permits so that he can have his ideologically driven green economy at the expense of regular Americans at the gas pump. The man that offered to lay down the missile shield that we have spent hundreds of billions of dollars and decades of hard, brilliant work so that he could get reelected. The man that confides in the KGB agent that commands the forces of our enemy, but who will not confide in the American people that elected him. That man, that merchant of despair, the most polarizing, mean-spirited, petty, thin-skinned, self-centered baby that this republic has ever suffered. And as he said to his pal, the outgoing Russian president, just let me get past my last election and then I can really get to work. You know, I've seen reliable data indicating that as many as 30 million eligible conservatives do not vote. If Barack Obama is reelected, it will not be because of the progressives who come out for him in sufficient numbers to destroy what's left of the spirit of our country. It will be because we didn't. Well, I <clears throat> is there is there even any need to do a show after that to broadcast a show? Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is, wow, it's November 4th? Is that right? It's November November 4th already, 2013, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Wow. Uh, now you know why I like Bill Whittle so much <laughs> and uh, PJ Media. 
if you don't get a chance to, uh, by all means, tune in to um, PJTV and uh, PJ Media at uh, PJTV.com or PJMedia.com and uh, listen to some of the stuff. They've got uh, Clavin, they've got Alonzo Rochelle over there, and wow, it's it's really great, and I subscribe, and and uh, got a little bit of that company over there, so I'm really I'm really pleased. Really happy with the way things are going, but let's get right down to it. And Jay Carney got his butt handed to him earlier this morning over Obamacare. Well, let's talk about this for a moment. The government offers you something for free, and then it's not for free. It actually is going to cost you more than what you were paying before the government got into this business. And the government is going to offer you or is offering you a product that's substandard from what you're used to. And you're going to have to pay more for it. Doesn't that sound a lot like the United States government? But according to some liberals, now, it's all for a good cause. Because by paying more and getting less, and getting a substandard service, we're actually helping those less fortunate. That's right. So I will suffer. I'm 50 years old, 50, 51. I'll be 52 in just a couple of months. So I'm going to suffer. My family is going to suffer be, so that with substandard health care, so that someone else can have substandard health care who doesn't have any at all. So we're all basically going to suffer. So I guess if some of us can afford to pay for the finest health care in the world, well, that's beside the point. The Obama said that if we like our health care, we can keep it. But he said that if the, if, the, if, the, if the doctors, if the insurance companies are offering substandard plans, then he's decided, or rather the government is going to decide that you, you shouldn't have that. That you should have one of the plans that's in the... It just doesn't make any sense, does it? It just, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense at all but here we are and all the and thank goodness there's so few people actually signing up for this care because imagine only in the movies would you would you witness Americans signing up for a product giving all of their personal information, sitting in front of a computer, basically giving their personal information to the United States government, signing up for something that the government controls, and the government allowing the government to be able to track you, to be able to tell when you ladies go get their pap smears or their mammograms, and when I go to get my uh, my proc proctorial, <laughs> proctology exam. 
And the government knows all about this because they're controlling the exchanges. And they put together a website, and the website doesn't work. But couldn't we have predicted that? This is the United States government. And just because the Messiah himself, both Jesus, well, a combination of, what is he, a combination of Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, FDR, and Mahatma Gandhi, all four of those folks wrapped up in Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, he's Einstein, too, because he's, he's a genius. He's the smartest man on earth. So he's Einstein. He's Lincoln. He's Mahatma Gandhi. He's FDR. And who did I miss? Oh, well, you, you, get, you get the point. Oh, did I throw in Jesus? He's, he's all of those folks. So somehow, because he's in charge... He's running the show. All of a sudden, government is going to become competent. Government is going to do things the right way. When all his folks are telling him, dude, we've never done anything like this before. It's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Maybe we shouldn't do this right now. And how many people in his administration actually told him that, this is something that he should put on hold, that, that shouldn't even be done, that tackling health care was something that he shouldn't have even gotten involved in. Early on in his administration. And to, 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 add, to add more to it, a doctor shortage is threatening to make the rollout of the Affordable Care Act even more difficult. And it could create lines for care and services across the country. So, here you have it, folks. You elected a genius. The greatest man in the history of the republic, you elected him. He's too smart for the presidency, some say. Some have actually said that he's too smart for the presidency. To be president of the United States of America. And he's too brilliant. But yet this brilliant man doesn't know what's going on in his administration. Has admitted several times that the first I heard about it was on the news this morning. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a growing scandal in the, in the Internal Revenue Service. Mr. President, what do you know about this? Well, I, I didn't know about it. I, I read about it this morning, just like you did. But yet, we've been led to believe that he's a genius, that he's a brilliant man, beyond all others, that he is the smartest man in the room. Maybe if he's in the room with a mouse, or maybe a dog, or maybe just there with a lamppost or an end table or something. He's the smartest man, all right. I'm here to tell you folks, Barack Obama is not a smart man at all. He's not even, he's not even of average intelligence. Let's talk about it for a moment. Five years into his presidency, are we seeing some cracks in his armor, in the shield surrounding this great man? And then only after the abuse of reporters, of their privacy... Only after that's been threatened, mainstream journalists 
are just starting to scrutinize his controversial policies. Nor have they held him accountable for the questionable actions that have caused outrage among fair-minded citizens and critics alike. Uh, Partisans and critics alike. This man has caused near irreparable harm to this great nation. We had a chance to head it off. We had a chance to put a stop to it, but we didn't, did we? No, we had a chance to. We could have gotten rid of this guy and started to turn back to rational thinking, solvency, getting this country back in order, but we didn't do it. He was reelected. But by who? I say that a lot of you folks are getting exactly what you deserve. And we've got nearly three more years of this guy. Three more years. Imagine that. Well, let's look at some facts right now. And then we'll go ahead and take a couple of calls. Some of these facts are, well, most, no, all of these facts are irrefutable. But the president has by and large deflected all blame. And few in the media have dared question his policies and his actions. Investors Business Daily reports that we're becoming a welfare state. The Census Department reported this week that almost half, 49% of all Americans, 151 million people, are on federal aid. The U.S. has spent nearly $4 trillion dollars 3.7, in fact, on welfare over the past five years. That is five times greater than the money spent on transportation, education, and NASA combined. Furthermore, more than 70% of all federal spending goes to assistance programs. And the Congressional Budget Office projects that welfare spending will rise 80% over the next decade. Even with all that spending, though, 46.5 million Americans live in poverty, and nearly half of all Americans pay absolutely no federal tax, income tax. It doesn't take a, an economist. It doesn't take a, a rocket science. It doesn't take the smartest man in the room to figure this out, folks. Where's all the money coming from? It doesn't take a genius to figure out that our national debt now stands at $17 trillion and with more than $50 trillion in unfunded liabilities that we're in deep economic trouble right now. In short, the buck stops with President Obama when it comes to assessing blame for the weakest recovery from a recession in modern history, and some of my folks have said this to me. It's George Bush's fault. George Bush got us into this mess. And it's going to take more than four years. No, no, no. That's what they said two years ago. It's going to take more time. It's This, this president can't fix the George Bush's mess overnight. They drank the Kool-Aid. They drank it up. 
They got it running all down their cheeks and onto their shirts, and they just drank the Kool-Aid. It's amazing that it's still, still, it's George Bush's fault. Well, Obama has put us six, five, six trillion dollars in debt since he became president. Someone actually had the nerve to tell me, well, you have to spend money to make money. Oh. And didn't Joe Biden say pretty much the same thing? That in order to get out of this recession we're in, that we need to spend more money? Hmm. I would that my my uh, my family would <laughs> let me get away with that. Well, you know, we we kind of got a budget here. No, no, no. In order for us to bring more money in, I have to spend more of our money, darling. <laughs> I've got to go charge this credit card up a little bit more because that's the only way that we're going to get out of this financial hole we're in. Does it make sense to you? Does the smartest man on the planet, Barack Hussein Obama, the genius, the boy wonder, the Messiah, does it make sense to you? Even you liberals would have to agree that this makes absolutely no sense. None. So what's going on? Now, I just put the statistics out for you. In the face of these dire statistics, excuse me, it's instructive to review the president's economic performance to date. Well, let's talk about it. President Obama has been late in turning in budgets to Congress for four years, for the past five years. Current solutions to the fiscal crisis are to print more money, raise more taxes, and in the process weaken the American dollar, threatening its status as the sole world reserve currency. This is our president. No experience, none, mind you. Illinois State Senate didn't do a damn thing there was barely ever there, and when he was there, he voted present. A U.S. senator did very little work, wasn't even a senator for his whole term of six years. Ascended to the presidency, now he has no idea what the hell is going on, isn't even listening to members of his own cabinet. Thinks he knows best, he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's made a mess of this great country, folks. There's no getting around it. And worse. And worse. The president's signature legislation, his his legacy, if you will, is Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. This massive health insurance legislation taking over one-sixth of the American economy was forced on this great nation through a a straight party-line vote while the president constantly chided the Congress for not negotiating or being unwilling to be bipartisan. President Obama himself was unwilling to talk with Republicans and repeatedly stated that he won the election and shouldn't have to offer anything. 
How arrogant. Not even LBJ would say something so stupid. I even long for the days of, of Bill Clinton, who actually knew what he was doing. Least of all, a Ronald Reagan. And more you say, more you ask. The president has engaged in a pattern of lying to the American public. He has often repeated the Obamacare mantra. We will keep this promise to the American people. If you like your doctor, you'll be able to keep your doctor. Period. Okay, now, the New York Times earlier today said that Obama simply misspoke. Well, that's what misspeaking is, and I must have misspoke a whole lot of times. It's called lying. I misspoke. We've all misspoke. The next time I lie my ass off, I'm not going to... Don't call me a liar. Don't you call me a liar. I simply misspoke. Honey, did you take the dog out for a walk? Honey, did you... Did you pay that bill? Yeah. No, I have it on good authority that you did not. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. That's what the New York Times and Obama apologists are saying about this guy, that he simply misspoke. If you like your health plan, You'll be able to keep your health care plan, period, he added. Nothing in our plan, he said, requires you to change what you have. That's what he said. And, and he said it a dozen times or more, and he threw period in there. Let me repeat what he said, and I quote, If you like your health care plan, you will be able to keep your health care plan Period. End quote. Nothing in our plan requires you to change what you have. End quote. Now, NBC News, no less, informs America that the president knew what, that he was not telling the truth about his health care plan. He has lost all credibility, folks. But, but you don't see it, do you? You don't, you don't see it. You don't see it. This guy is hes bad news. He's bad news. The NBC report quoted healthcare experts who expect more than half, more than half, and perhaps as many as 80% of those with individual plans, they'll have their policies terminated, terminated and have to buy new policies with expanded coverage that doesn't need, that they don't need or desire due to the requirements of Obamacare. So how many single 27-year-old guys really need a policy that covers maternity costs? That's right. According to Obama's plan, my health care will cover maternity costs so that I'll have the option of going on maternity leave. If I were to get pregnant, 
Oh, and that pap smear that I'm covered by? Whew, thank goodness for that. Mm. And that mammogram that, that I will be covered for under Obama's policies. Well, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. You see, folks, this is exactly what happens when you hire the United States government to do this kind of work. When you agree, when the government says, I can do this for you, this is what we're going to do for you. Don't when, when you hear that the government says, I'm going to do this for you, and it's not going to cost you anything, or it's not going to cost you a whole lot, run for the hills. Grab your gun. Store up some chow and some water and some propane and hit the bricks. Because you're in trouble. And that's a fact. You trusted the United States government. To provide you with one of the most important things you need besides water and and, and air to breathe. Your health care. I suspect that at some point. Once you guys figure out how this all works out. You're going to blame some folks. And you know who those folks are? No, no, you're going to blame one person. Who are you going to blame? George Bush. Somehow it's going to be George Bush's fault. Because, well, it, it won't make any sense. But you'll blame him. You'll blame George Bush, and it'll be all his fault. Folks, you got to be kidding. How does it how does this happen? How did this happen to this great nation? Well, we're going to take a short break. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then we're going to come right back. You're listening to the C Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C Robert Jones. <laughs>
We will keep this promise to the American people. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, you will be able to keep your health care plan, period. First of all, if you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. Nobody is talking about taking that away from you. No matter what you've heard, if you like your doctor or health care plan, you can keep it. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. Let me, let me repeat this. Nothing in our plan requires you to change what you have. Our approach would preserve the right of Americans who have insurance to keep their doctor in their plan. But uh, first of all, this notion that uh, the website crashed because the government was running it uh, belies the fact that there have been website disasters in private uh, industry as well. So let, let's let's uh, David, none of them let's, spend eight hundred million dollars building let's, a website. Let's let's push that uh, aside. You talk about transparency. This is the first time in history that you can kept make an apples to apples comparison about health care uh, plans. Uh, you know, online in front of you. Except uh, with your old plan, because it's no, you're no longer eligible to buy your own plan, which was the number one promise the, the president made to the American people. You are... You most cannot people, get what most, you have. Most people are going to keep their own plan, Senator, and you know that. That's not there true. There were some plans, there were some plans, uh, there was a, the, the, the head of Blue Cross uh, in Florida was on television yesterday, he said there's a small number of people in his state who are going to be uh, transferred to plans that have a, a, a higher uh, quality, uh, and they will, they, most of them will be subsidized and will end up paying less for those for those plans. So let's and not double play games about it. People are not going to, the majority of people in this country, the vast majority of people in this country are keeping their plan. People who are uninsured are going to have choices they never had before. And as for government, I mean, and, and, and they're of private carriers. Their insurance is not going to be with the government. Their insurance is going to be with private carriers. So let's be straight about that. Now, in terms of the government getting involved in health care, uh, Well, we're back, folks, with the C. Robert Jones situation report. With me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let me ask, I wonder if Axelrod has taken one of these plans. Because what Axelrod is saying is that you won't be able to keep your plan. You won't be able to compare apples. To, you'll be able to compare apples to apples. So you'll be able to compare the plan. What he really wants to say is you'll be able to compare your plan, your current plan, with the plans that are being offered on the website. And you can choose between the plan you already have and the new plan. And compare. 
except that your current plan is being canceled. So you won't be able to choose because the government, those who are operating the Affordable Care Act, have decided in their infinite wisdom that your plan is substandard. And so automatically your plan has been canceled, and so you will have to choose between the plans that are offered here. Because they've judged that the plan that you have now and the plan that you've had for years and that you've loved and you've enjoyed, you've enjoyed going to your own personal doctor, you've developed a rapport with him over the years, he's substandard now. And the plan that you currently have that you've had for years is not good enough for you because the government said so. And the government has said that they're going to offer you a better plan because they've judged that your current plan and your current doctor are no good for you. So they'll be deciding what's best for you when they can't even put up a decent website. They spent $800 million on a website that sucks all to be damned. That you can't even navigate to get service from. And Obama and his crew were told that the website was no good and it wasn't going to be ready and they went forward anyway. This is the smartest man on earth, you all. Or so I've been told. Did any of you really expect the United States government to be able to do this? <laughs> if you did, none of you have actually ever worked for the United States government. You must not have. They're no good at doing anything other than killing folks. I mean, the United States military. That's what they're good at, and that's all that they're good at. Let me say it one more time. The United States government is good for fielding warriors. And, not, and under Obama? No, no, no. Under Obama, not even that anymore. A top general has stated to the government that the United States military is being emasculated. Emasculated under this administration. So now the government can't even field a, a warriors anymore. Something that we've always been good at. Turning out the greatest fighting men the world has ever known. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. We're not even going to be good at that anymore. This president is rotting our country from the inside out. And a lot of you liberals out there, you're loving it. I know it. I know it. You're loving every bit of it. But I'm here to tell you something right here and now. We've had a revolution. We've had a civil war. And the Great War, World War I, was said to be the war to end all wars. There'd never be another one. Certainly there'd never be another one like that. That's what was said. Do you think that we won't have another revolution in this country if things keep going the way they are? Do you think that 
American citizens will not rise up and make their displeasure known? I'm here to tell you this right here and now from a historian. That's the kind of people we are. We'll throw down. We'll throw down with you. No, I'm not inciting anything. I'm just saying what history what history has told us. What history foretells. Keep it up. You push, you're going to push the wrong people a little bit too far. You know who I'm talking about. Things are going to get a little out of hand. American citizens are built for a couple of things we know for sure. One of those things is freedom. And we like to push back. I'm happy that Obama's health care fiasco is going to the dogs. I'm happy that his little plan is sucking all to be damned. Some folks said that he wanted it this way all along so we could go to a single-payer system, which isn't going to happen, because if he couldn't get this one right, and he's only got three years left, and as it stands at this time, he will not have... Hell, I, I, I doubt if there'll be, there might be 10 or 12 liberals, uh, uh, senators left next go around. Do you think that once liberals have to wait in line for hospital care, and once they have to pay double their deductibles and triple their premiums, that they're going to vote Democrat? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think what we're going to have here is a massive turnover in the Democrat Party. We're going to have a serious problem. I, for one, I don't know. Government handouts. You're waiting for your government handout. That's what you're waiting for. Your government handout. And the doctor. Right? The shortage of doctors coming along. Obamacare's a fiasco and you didn't see it coming. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones no Situation Report. would like to attempt to have an idea or invention patented and submit it to industry. For free information on how to get started, call InventHelp toll-free at 1-800-762-7000. InventHelp is America's largest invention company. Their referrals have helped inventors secure more than 7,000 patents, and they can provide free inventors information for you. Find out how to record your invention's date of origination and get an informative brochure and other material of interest to new inventors. Get started by calling 1-800-762-7000. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product, you'll want to get this free inventor's information from InventHelp. Find out how to try to patent your invention and submit it to industry. Call now to get your free inventor's information. Call 1-800-762-7000. That's 1-800-762-7000. Hey, Hey, everybody. Kane is in the building. 
the world go bother Keep bringing that little drama Bill policy after Bill policy God said the republic was not a democracy Alright All over the world Obama Keep bringing that little drama Bill policy after Bill policy God said the republic was not a democracy Alright what the founders, what they thinking? Where's our Washingtons, our Thomas Kings, our Jeffersons, and Lincolns? Why, you had the red coffee club partying and drinking the USS Liberty instead of the city. Yeah. So, let me tell you what's really going on. Hope Man. Here we go. I tell you what, we do live in interesting times, don't we? His plan all along. To bring hope and change and fundamentally transform the United States of America. And so he has. The military has been emasculated. One sixth of our economy is going to soon be in shambles because the government doesn't do these things right. Obama is incompetent. And They're trying to explain it away. He misspoke. The New York Times said that that, that Obama misspoke. That he he didn't really mean what he was saying. No, he's dishonest. It's not easy to lie. It's not easy to get, even get a lie into a presidential speech. Every draft address uh, every every draft addressed is, is is circulated to the white house senior staff and key cabinet officials in something called the staffing process every line of a speech is reviewed by dozens of senior officials who offer comments and factual corrections during this process my folks during this process it turns out technical issue there not sure what that was all about during this process some of Obama's policy advisors objected to the you can keep your plan pledge I should put the quotes in there pointing out that it was untrue but somehow it stayed in the speech that sort of thing doesn't that that sort of thing doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by accident. You can keep your plan. It requires a willful intent to deceive. Now, for example, in the Bush White House, speechwriters would often come up with what they thought was a great turn of phrases to help the president explain his policies. But they also had a strict fact-checking process where every irritant of every proposed presidential utterance was scrubbed to ensure it was both accurate and defensible. If the fact-checkers told the speechwriters a line was inaccurate, he would either kill it or find another way to make the point accurately. Folks, we cannot imagine a scenario in which the fact-checkers of the White House policy advisors would tell 
the American people that something in a, in a speech was not factual. So how did this happen? This whole episode is a window into the fundamental dishonesty of this president. And the story gets worse. After Obama began telling Americans that they could keep their plans, White House aides discussed using media interviews to explain the nuances of the succinct line in his stump speeches. They decided, they decided not to do so because officials worried that delving into details, such as the small number of people who might lose insurance, could be confusing and would clutter the president's message. So lying was, was acceptable. Lying, willfully lying to the American people, but you say what? Oh, Dr. Jones, you know that that's what politicians do. And it's for the good of everybody that we lie. We should expect politicians to lie, even Barack Obama. But Obama could easily have come up with another way to make his point accurately. He could have said most Americans will be able to keep their plans. Or he could have said that his communications director, Dan Pfeiffer, put it on ABC this week Sunday. If you had a plan before the Affordable Care Act passed and it hasn't been changed or canceled, you can keep it. <laughs> Unless it's been canceled. Damn. That would certainly have been less powerful, but at least it would have been accurate. But Obama didn't say any of those things. He said, quote, if you like your health care plan, you will be able to keep your health care plan, period. No one will take it away, no matter what. All those were in his quotes. That statement was clear, it was unequivocal, and it was a damn lie. Let's keep it real. Now, now the president's defenders are twisting around for ways to explain away his 16 words. The New York Times wrote in an editorial Sunday that Mr. Obama clearly... No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. And I quote, Mr. Obama clearly misspoke, end quote. Misspoke. He misspoke on 24 separate occasions. No, the president didn't misspeak. This was a presidential deception. It was premeditated. It was a deception. It was a lie to get his health care, his, his baby passed. So he lied and did whatever he had to do to get it passed. Imagine Abraham Lincoln doing something like that. No. It would not have worked. So here we have it, folks. A mess. And you didn't expect it, did you? Of course you did. This is the United States government we're talking about. They don't do these things well. They don't do them good at all. And now you've put your very lives, your futures, your future health in the hands of the United States government. And don't you feel foolish? Are you scared? Are you afraid? Have you called your have you called MetLife yet? 
Have you called United Healthcare to see what's going on over there if you still got your plan? If you're still covered? Or maybe maybe you have a pre existing condition or not, such as cancer or something like that and your healthcare plan has been cancelled and you can't the web the web the website's down. Oh, it's moving very slowly. It's confusing and you're under a lot of stress because you really do need to get to the doctor to get that radiation therapy. But you just found out this morning that your plan, the Affordable Care Act, those folks in charge behind the scenes, behind the curtain, have decided that your plan is substandard and you can't keep that plan and you can't keep your oncologist because he's been judged to be not worthy by the United States government. Imagine, folks, this is what you voted for. This is what your president, this is the president of the United States. Somehow, you can call him Jesus, you can call him the Messiah, you can call him Abraham Lincoln's reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln or FDR, I call him the Antichrist. There, I've said it. It's out. It's done. This guy is bad news. Not only, either he's brilliant or he's incompetent. I'm going with incompetent. Damn. So we're going to close out the show tonight. and We're going to bring this back tomorrow. And we're going to talk about the Antichrist in Antichrist terms. So you be here. You be here. You be square. Because we're going to talk all, we're going we're gonna to get down and dirty into it. And we're going to talk about Mr. Obama and his crew in terms that everyone can understand. You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Thank you for listening tonight. You could be doing anything with your time and you chose to listen to my show. And I do so appreciate American citizens in the house. Good to see you. It's been a long time. Good night, folks. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We're out.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.